Okay, guys, welcome to episode two of our podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Harley. I'm Chrissy. And we're going to be talking about moving in with our significant others. For this episode, Lauren has a few questions to ask Carly and myself since we already live with our significant others. Yes, I currently live by myself. So one of the big questions I want to know the answer to is do you still poop or pee in front of your significant other when you're nearby? Like, just have the door open and just go poop or pee and not worry about, like, the smell. And they're just like, okay, whatever. Mm, well, for Brian and myself, we are at the point where we can pee in front of each other. For me, I still prefer the door closed if I poop kind of thing. But for Brian, he's comfortable either way. He's kind of just whatever. But if I'm like, it stinks, I don't want to deal with you right now, like you need to close the door, then he closes the door. Most of the time he'll close the door um, if he poops though, just because out of courtesy to myself, you know, to be nice to me and not suffocate me with his poop smells. Um, But it was definitely something that we kind of just started recently with the whole like pooping thing, but the peeing thing came pretty or came easily to him. Yeah, I don't think um, like once me and Callum move in together, I don't. I don't think I'd be able to <laughs> poop with the door open. Like I can't see myself doing that. It takes a while to get used to. Yeah, maybe peeing, but not. You know, I told Nick I will be comfortable when we have a kid. Because that kid's just going to walk in like nothing. And, well, we, you kind of have no choice at that point. Pooping, peeing, no matter what, you could be throwing up and that kid will stand there at the door saying, Mom? Dad? Can I have help with something? It doesn't matter. But in the meantime, we'll have a choice. I... Nick's okay with, like, pooping and peeing. I am not. Was he... Okay with it right off the bat? No, he thought it was a little weird, and then he kind of just warmed up to it. So if I'm... Usually it's if I'm showering, then he'll go. I just can't open the... Like he would pee or poop? Pee. But if it's pooping, if he really has to go, he'll go. Okay, because I was like, when I'm showering, I don't want to smell poop. Sorry. How long did it take for him to warm up to it? For which, peeing or pooping? Both. Peeing is probably last year, so what is that, five years, four years? Pooping would be this year. But for me, the farthest I'll go is curtain has to be closed, it has to stay closed, he has to be busy doing something for me to comfortably pee. Otherwise, if I really gotta go, and he's in the shower, he's like, well, why don't you just come in here and pee? Like, no. No. I, I, he is peeing. That's just self-conscious. Pooping is the self-conscious one. It smells. It's different per person. Pee kind of smells the same. Smells like yeah, pee. but... Sounds, sounds the same. same. 
like when we were in China, I I would probably feel more comfortable peeing because it's like a one and done and go. I hated peeing in China. There was like for some of them, there was like no doors, so you're awkwardly squatting. I don't understand the squat. I don't entirely either, but it was always awkward. It's like you just have to squat and pee in the public eye of everybody else who's in that bathroom. And then when we were in that village, like, it was unisex. So there'd just be, like, a dude to, like, quote-unquote stalls away from you, like, pooping or something. And then you're just kind of like, I don't have to pee anymore. I can wait. No pet peeves. Like, since you guys have been living together, are there any pet peeves that have, like, you discovered while living together that you didn't know about prior to living together? Brian has this annoying, like, I call it clicking. Like, he takes the corner or, I guess, the edge of a pillow, you know how, if there's a thicker seam, he'll just, like, make a clicking sound with his finger, like, he'll rub against his finger and all against it, so it makes that sound. And he does that for the drawers of it. But he can get it really stupid loud. And it's the most annoying thing in the face of the planet. And he does it in his sleep. Oh, in his sleep? Yeah, he'll do it in his sleep sometimes. Like, it's it's like a comfort thing. And it blows my mind and it annoys me. But, like, the funny stories with that is, like, he would do that at family sleepover. So if, like, all the cousins would sleep over, he would do that in his sleep and annoy everybody there. <laughs> And he's, like, just dead asleep. And he just click, 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 click. And everybody wakes up. And everybody's annoyed. That's one pet peeve for sure. I feel like I've learned a lot. And it takes my mind being preoccupied with other things to be able to block most of it out. I know another pet peeve, Brian. Like, when we do dishes together... I prefer to wash. I don't like rinsing and putting it, like, organizing the dishwasher. Like, that annoys me. He doesn't mind that. He doesn't necessarily like the washing part. So I was like, that's great. That's perfect. Works great. Right? No. You have to do things in a very specific order. If not, he gets annoyed with me. So, and it, it kind of makes sense. Like, I get the logic behind it. But I just wash whatever is next. I don't plan it out and analyze every piece of dish that's anywhere in the kitchen. Like, all the cutting boards have to go together. All the utensils at one time need to be washed. All the plates, all the bowls, all the cups, they have to be done. Like, they have to be done in groups. I can't wash one cup now, another cup, ten dishes later. He gets mad at me. Does does it really matter? Well, maybe he likes to organize it in a specific way on the dish rack. I think that's what it is. But even something simple like forks, they have to be done together. Even though in the dish rack, they can only go in one place. So what if you do, like, forks, spoons, and knives, like, at least all the utensils together? Does he just want, like, I want the forks first? No, I can do them all, like all the fork knives, spoons together, but I can't be doing like five forks here, one more fork later. Like he gets, he gets annoyed, and I'm like, sorry, I didn't see it. Jeez. 
<laughs> I I hope when me and Callum move in together, we won't have pet peeves. Maybe we might, but I'm confident that we would be able to work it out. Oh, you're going to have to compromise. I mean, he's a man of compromise, so I'm pretty sure it should work out fine. Hopefully. Maybe. I guess the one that comes to mind is... I think I told you this one before, but it wasn't as prevalent before than it is now, where he always leaves his mouth open. It's like, it's just... Like, I really would just want to go, like, close it! (laughs) (laughs) Especially if he ate something where you know you're going to have that breath, like, I don't know, what's something like arare or garlic or something like that. And then if, be it, like, showering or just talking and, you know, just have his mouth open. Like, not say anything. After he's done saying something, he'll just leave his mouth open, like, Maybe that's why you drool so much at night. You'd need to keep your, like, use your jaw muscles and keep it shut. <laughs> or even, like, if you're just walking or something and his mouth is open. Like, why? Are you going to be one of those old guys that has, like, their mouth hanging, walking everywhere? Like, close it. Well, I, I could probably defend Nick in this situation. Like, sometimes I do that, but it's involuntarily because I have... TMJ problems, so people with TMJ, like, jaw clicking and not being able to keep your mouth shut, like, all the time because it hurts your mouth because you're using, like, so much muscles and it tires it out that you just naturally open your mouth. Like, you you don't have no control. Especially, like, when you're sleeping and then your mouth opens, it's part of TMJ. But, yeah, I have a lot of jaw clicking in my head. And then some, sometimes, like, if I yawn really loud or, like, take a big bite to eat a burger, you can hear the clicking, you're, like, if you're close enough to me. But yeah, I, I have TMJ. I can, I can relate to Nick if he has that. If he has it. But, yeah, because sometimes my parents are like, man, Laura, you're laying all the flies in your mouth. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, I can't help it. Like that. You can really say you can't help it. I can't help it. It hurts. And usually, like, if I keep my mouth shut and then you can see the tension on my chin like when it scrunches up because it's using so much muscles it's taking a lot of effort just to keep it closed that when i sleep it just naturally i it naturally opens and that's why i drill a lot i mean okay i I wish i didn't say that but it's the truth i drill a lot but it's for a good reason because i can't keep it shut oh another one um so when I'm awake and Nick's napping and, you know, cuddle time or whatever, he has to, like, touch some part, just, just like, rest his arm or hand or whatever. Just fine. It's nice. Until he has, like, ticks while he's sleeping. So there's times where he'll have, like, an arm or a hand on my leg and then all of a sudden it goes, like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? He's sleeping. <laughs> Or if he has his arm, like, I'll be, you know, put your head on his arm kind of thing. And I'll be reading or whatever. And then all of a sudden he just jerks it like this and pulls my head over. And I'm just like, 
I can't be mad. So I'm mad for a couple seconds. It's like, he's sleeping. He's sleeping. I can't do anything about it. So that's, that, that's like a pet peeve. And you can't control what you're doing when you're sleeping. But I want to put him in a straitjacket. <laughs> I'd like to put him in a straitjacket too, and he probably would be like one of those shuffling and everything because he can't stay still. That's another pet peeve. Just don't move. Just be silent and don't move. Go meditate. Look at like a certain spot and just focus on it and don't move. So when we move, we need to get like a tempur bed. Because otherwise, that's another pet peeve. He moves so much. So much! I even timed it. And he barely lasts 10 seconds. Like, if, so sitting, right? You could just stay seated, don't move, talking, and then you'll see him, like, shuffle. And then shuffle again. And then scratch something, then rub something, then shuffle again, and then keep shuffling. Like, just don't move! Stop moving! <laughs> Or you're on the bed, right? And the bed shakes. So he's comfortable. He's he's leaning back, watching his iPad, or it could be like watching a show. And then you see him shuffle things. Okay. Comfortable. A few seconds later, shuffle. What are you doing? Just don't move. Just don't move. Or if I'm enjoying something and I'm reading and then you hear the bed, you feel the bed shake. Like, what are you doing? I'm itchy. And then like a few seconds later, just, just look. And it's like, I'm itchy. Okay. And then like a minute later, I'll stare at him again because he's moving. It's like, I need to fix my pants. You weren't doing anything. You're lying on the bed. Why do you have to fix your pants? You didn't move. You didn't go anywhere. What is there to fix? It's falling down. <laughs> that was, that was oh, my yesterday. I could not, for the life of me, lay still long enough. Like, lying there, like, the middle of my back felt tense. But, like, I didn't know how to, like, stretch that. I felt so bad because I felt just so, like, antsy. Like, I felt like I had to move. I felt so bad for the lady. She's like, no, it's okay. I'm used to sitting here for, like, a long time, doing the same thing. And she was just like, it's kind of normal. The younger clients, they tend to be a little more restless. The older clients, they'll fall asleep while I do their lashes. And I was just like, oh. The last hour, though, I fell asleep. <laughs> Which I feel like she enjoyed. How long did it take? It took a really long time. It's supposed to take two hours. It took us three. I was there for a long time. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's like a major pet. I, I'm a Nick. I move around in my sleep. Okay, but that's when you're sleeping. But like when you're awake, like right now, you're not moving. Nick over there would be like, just don't touch anything. Because he wants to be constantly moving. He needs to be like active. He's fidgeting. He's a constant fidgeting. Brian's a constant fidgeter too. I was going to be like, that's another pet He's constantly like doing, oh, another pet peeve. Oh my gosh. You guys definitely noticed this. When he like tries to tell a story or something, instead of going A, B, C, he goes like A, square, circle, triangle, two, B, triangle. <laughs> <laughs> like it goes everywhere. So what's the point of this? Like he could be like, 
I'll be like, oh, so what time did you get home? And he's like, oh, well, when I got off of work, it was this time. And then I think I sat in traffic for about this time. Oh, but when this or this happened in traffic and this pissed me off. And that was around this time. So I think I got home at this time. But then this happened, too. And I'm like, okay, I asked you what time you got home. Not how you got there. Not what happened. What time? Maybe it's one of those things where it's like, you want details for certain things, but other times when you're just asking a simple question, that's all you want to know. But most of the time, I feel like I want just a simple, straight answer. Yeah. Brian gives me a novel. Ten-minute breakdown for a one-minute question. Or, like, a one... Not even one minute. Like, a 30-second answer. Turns into, like, an entire hour story. Which, actually, you remind me about something. Oh, the texting thing. When you ask for one thing. And then it doesn't happen. I don't know. You think y'all would be like that? Like, I could ask a question or, or have ask Nick to do something. And it's like, yeah, sure. Okay. And then revisit it, like, five minutes later. Did you do this? Oh. No. Okay. And then, like, 20 minutes later, you know, you expect it to be done already, right? And then you still see that it never happened. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to go do it myself. And... Pretty sure he won't be like that. He's the kind that that gets things done. I'm probably the one in the relationship that wouldn't get things done stat or will forget about it. Accidentally forget about it. Not on purpose, but if I ask him to do something, he'll do it. But I'm only speaking of now. I cannot speak for the future. And I hope this continues on in the future, but I haven't had any problems with that you're listening to this podcast in himalaya if you're not you're totally missing out himalaya is a great podcast listening app it's super easy to use whether you're new to podcasting like us or a seasoned podcaster himalaya makes it super streamlined so you can upload and get your episodes out as smooth as spreading butter on bread on himalaya you can easily share episodes and even curated playlists not only that but we're on himalaya so what more reason do you need to join I'm curious, how does, do you guys pay rent, Carly? Because I was, like, wondering if you did pay rent, but, like, I pay 50, you pay 50, or you pay all of it, and then, like, you pick up something. The discussion that we had is that we would do 50-50. So, like, right now we share a credit card and uh, a savings, and the way that that's done is we each put in the same amount into the savings or whatever, and then pay, what was it, 5%, but that way it's coming from both of us. But otherwise, the goal is to do 50-50. It used to be 50-50, and then Brian made more than me, so come up pays. <laughs> like, I pick up, like, I'll pay for dinner more, or go shopping or something, and I'll pay for it, kind of, like, up that cost. We do have a joint account, but, like, my paychecks or whatever don't go into that account. So if I ever needed to, like, put money in, I'd either have to write myself a check, do, like, mobile deposit, or have to physically go take the money there. And it's just easier for Brian to pay it and me to just buy us things that's needed later. Because writing me a check 
or physically going to the bank is at Castle. At least until I transferred to that bank entirely kind of thing. Did you and Keala discuss how... You would split things. Yeah, we would split it 50-50. And take turns, like, being dinner and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And sharing chores and everything. Because yeah, that's how it started with us. And then it turned into... Sometimes I would do more, and other times Nick would do more, like, as far as chores go. And then it turned into whoever has time. Plus, it's also, like, compromising in the sense of, I don't like cleaning the bathroom, mm-hmm. so Brian will do it, but I'll vacuum the house. Yeah. Because I don't mind vacuuming the house. I mean, I don't, I don't mind doing, like, all the dirty jobs, like, toilets and whatnot. I just don't want to feel like I'm the only one doing, doing the chores, it. like... I'm confident he's gonna do his half. I'll do my half. Pick it up if he's like sick or whatever. He's working more, and it's like give and take. But I don't want like me only trying to keep up the place. Like I want fifty-fifty effort. And it's not always gonna be fifty. No, No, it's it's gonna gonna be be fifty-fifty effort. I like how she's like, at first, she throws that in at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be 50 What's going to happen when you are both over? Or like schedules. What if you have a night schedule or early morning and he has only night or something like that? Well, no. I don't want that to happen, but I, I want to know. It's only when we come across that situation, I'll, I'll know how we're going to react. But. I'm pretty sure we're going to work out something. It's hard when we're both overworked because neither of us wanted to have the chores. So we'll both not do the chores. And then it gets, like, overwhelming. And then we're both, like, in, like, we're both in this overwhelmed state. It's like, well, one of us knock out something. Whether it's laundry, just trash bagging something. At least one of those things needs to get done to make it feel a little better. Pet peeve. Work ethics. Mm-hmm. Mine are like a complete 180 from Nick's. That, that, that's all I can say about that. Gut-wrenching, fist-clenching, complete opposite. It's also hard, though, because you guys work and live together. Because that's Brian and myself, like, three, four years ago. That was rough, especially when we were both management. We have own styles of management. Yeah. Yeah. I have my I own style. style. He, has he has his. his. And we just butt heads. And then we butt heads at home. So we're just mad at each other all the time. Like, there's no escaping that frustration. Versus now, if I'm mad at him, it's only at home that I'm mad at him. If I'm at work, I don't see him. Or if I'm mad about something at work, it has nothing to do with him. So when I come home, I'm not reminded about it. Or it's like, if I'm mad at him for screwing something up at work, I'm mad at him at work. But then I come home and he's still here, and I still see him, and I'm still mad. And now I see him and I'm reminded that I'm mad. Yeah. But I was going to ask you, are your guys' work ethics similar, or are they different? And also, like, if 
a schedule change thing came up or option to do additional hours or something like that for Fiala, how would that translate for you? Like, say for you, maybe you would take it up and he wouldn't or vice versa. Like, would you, do you see you guys butting heads on that? I don't think so. So I feel like we have very similar, if not the same work ethics. And I wouldn't consider it a pet peeve of mine for him, but I worry because he he's always trying to do really well at work and he goes to work even when he's not feeling well and he's sick. Yeah, he and it bothers me so much. I'm not saying it's a pet peeve, but it's just I worry for his health because he's always like, I need to work. I need to do good. I want to do good. But um, I'm telling him it's not good for your health. But he's like, no, I can't. I can't let anyone down. I have to show up for work. Anything you'd like us to prepare you for? So maybe I'm in this stage of like, um, oh, this is, you know, like, because it is wonderful. Like, this is so wonderful. Maybe I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing realistically. So what, what are some tips you can give me? The reality is not, not all rainbows, butterflies, and unicorns, rainbows. Prepare to be called out on your shit. <laughs> oh my, oh my god, god, god. Yes. even stuff that you don't realize about yourself and be willing to listen to that and adjust i'd like to be called out on things because i know i have my faults nick's saying what used to say? be he wouldn't say anything at all and i'm like oh you need to tell me but on the flip side what if your correct way to do something Say, say you sweep and then mop. But Nick tells you you're stupid as fuck, you're supposed to mop and then sweep. Now what? Hell nah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna do it the way that I want to do it. (laughs) Like, I will go and research it and explain this is why it's the best way. But that's actually, I think, a pet peeve from him of me. And I've always been like that. Where it's like, I was taught this way, that's the way I'm going to do it, that's the way that it should be, unless you give me evidence otherwise. That's one way, or that's one thing I know I'm hard-headed on. Like, you tell me it's this way, then it's that way, and that's it. Versus he might have something like a better idea or a better method. And I'd like to think I got a little better in, like, just trying it out. And sometimes it is better, but it, it still, like, grinds my gears when someone tells me to do it a different, do something a different way, it's like, but this is the right way. This is what was taught to me. That, that's what ended up happening, too. Then I'd be, like, frustrated in tears, like, fine, I don't need your help. You're teaching me wrong anyway. And then, like, a day later, I'll come back and say, I need help. I have this another question. So... So since you guys have been living together for a long time, how do you guys keep the spark going without letting it get into, like, a routine? You don't make it a routine. For example, you don't plan it out, necessarily. So you're just spontaneous? Yeah. But to also understand 
like to be able to read each other. Like if I'm not into it, don't try. If I'm tired, exhausted, if I'm stressed, just want to just relax, sleep. Let me relax and sleep. But on the flip side, just also be like, I need attention, and then like work with that, you know. But we tried to like schedule it. That annoyed me. I can't schedule my body to be ready. <laughs> if I'm not into it, I'm not into it. It's not going to be easy for you to convince my body to be into it. And obviously, if you're not into it, it's not pleasurable. It doesn't always feel good. So, don't be afraid to introduce toys and other things into the game. Those are always interesting and awkward at first. It adds fun. Even if it doesn't work out, it still gives you both a good laugh, and it's still... It's like doing, doing things that bring you closer is really what it is. Like, so for me, it's more... And I told Nick this, too. Like, I'd, I'd like to do and focus more on meaningful things and meaningful interactions versus, like, oh, let's go try that to see if that spices things up, or let's try that because that might spice things up. It's more... I feel closer if we have like deeper conversations and then to keep the spice in the relationship, it's kind of just spontaneous surprises here. And it doesn't have to necessarily be like sex, but it could be like a gift or it could be going out to somewhere new and it's a surprise. Watching a movie. That that still helps. It keeps. Oh, it I thought you were talking about like spark, as in like in the bedroom kind of spark, not like in general. Well, well yeah, in, in general, general, or yeah, both. I mean, just anything to not let oh. it get stale. <laughs> being angry. It's a lot of passion behind being angry, and for whatever weird reason, it brings you closer to the other person. So, <laughs> so arguing can be a good thing. I don't want to argue. I didn't want to argue either, but it it's ends gonna up happen eventually. After you're the honeymoon phase, you will argue about something. You will get heated about something. In the moment, you'll be very pissed the fuck off. Don't don't get me wrong. But once you both just leave each other alone and like separate, a part of you goes, "Damn, that was hot." Yeah, and and, th- and then it leads to like makeup sex and like other things which is why so makeup i don't know to me the like the equivalent of makeup is doing it for the first time not like for the first time but you know when you meet that person and everything's so new and fresh and you're really into it like that's the equivalent but i don't want to get mad you don't want it to be great all the time it it's funny how that works because you're in the moment you are pissed off Sex, anything intimate touching is totally off the table. You are pissed off. But then you both walk away. And then you kind of like sit by yourself for a little bit. You're like, that was fucking sexy. Because there's so much raw emotion and so much like... The passion that comes from it. I I, I don't know what it's like. I will. (laughs) It it cannot be a pre-planned staged kind of argument none of that it has to be something that just sparks natural i i don't think i'll ever like if i argue ever argue with kiala that i'll take time to reflect and be like damn that's 
That's, That's hot. hot. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be like, dang, I'm still mad. I, you know, Jesus. The last time that I had, it was a while ago, actually, unfortunately. We tried to get into an argument, it didn't work. Um, but the last time we got into it, it was more like, I'm pissed off at you. It's like, well, I'm pissed off at you too. You don't make any sense. You're not listening to me. It just takes one person to try to be intimate within that moment yep. for it to just totally flip over the coin. Yep. Of course, my expectation is him, so. But if he comes back and says, like, just hugs randomly and just says, like, I'm sorry. I was like, okay, fine, I'm sorry, too. And then it turns into, like, sorry kisses, and then that turns into something else. Take advantage of it while you can. Because, like Harley, like, you, you get to a point where you don't argue like that very often. Like, Brian and me, we don't passionately fight about anything. We have discussions. Which is good, is where you want to be. It's healthy, you know. But in that moment of, like, early relationship years, take advantage of that passionate argument. Because later in life, they become... It's not really complacent, but yeah. But I kind of don't want to argue. That's your choice, but I'm just saying, it's like, in that moment, it's hot. Well, not in that moment, but, like, you know, but after. I have to ask you all of this later. <laughs> but you find it hard if we argue really passionately about something, and then we have makeup sex later. Like, is that hot? I, I want to see what his response is. Let's discuss this over dinner when we go to dinner tonight. That's. I would like to know what his response is. I want to know too because I'm not really sure what he's gonna say. Long answer short, you just have to be spontaneous, whether it's from his efforts or yours. You also have to show interest in their hobbies. Well, you're going to have to put a mental effort into it. I know I, I do that. that. I show a lot of interest in his hobbies. And we share Trust me, it gets boring. It is like boring. It's boring. We both love video games, so I don't see myself ever falling out of love because I've always loved video games, so that's a But you might not want to hear it all the time. Like, but I, he might talk. In the beginning, you might be totally down for his reviews, his opinions all of that. But then two years down the road, you really don't give a shit. You're like, great, you don't like the game, I don't oh. want a novel. He's opinionated, which is good. It can be good. Do but, you Yeah. Later down the road, after you're outside of the rainbow phase, that's gonna get to you. I guarantee you, there's, something is gonna come up, a topic's gonna come up, he's gonna be very opinionated, you're gonna be heated, he's gonna be heated, and you guys are gonna Argue. Have that really passionate argument, <laughs> and then the really passionate argument. Oh, the thing is, Kale is not the kind of person that would really like. I mean, he'll he'll argue, but he won't get like super deep into it unless if you get really personal with him. Like you talk something personal about his life, and it strikes a chord in him, and and that's when he'll unleash everything, the inner beast. But Mind you, he's also in the honeymoon phase. But, no. How long do you give them before they're out of their honeymoon? I'd say two years. Maybe three. So what if if we never actually get out of the honeymoon phase? Congrats, you're like the 1% of the No, I'm just saying hypothetically. What if we never get out of it. I was talking to Kayala the other week about 
like we were talking about moving in together and then how we were all talking about how oh like we we might like have some problems along the way and none of that he's like we're not gonna have any problems along the way like we'll we'll compromise we'll work it out and it's still all gonna be good and we still we share the same interests and I was like yeah I agree but I I cannot speak you know, years down the line, but I hope that it still stays like this because this is a really good time right now. I'm loving That's it. The conversation I had with Nick. The exact conversation. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he was like, no, we're never going to get out of the honeymoon phase because it felt really good and it's hard to think of anything else at the time. And it's like, I don't know. Like, no, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. And then I took one thing that kind of just spiral things out of control. I mean, I hope it, it won't end. Like, this is... Like, it'll this is... No! Stop <laughs> saying that! Thanks, guys, for listening to this week's episode. We will see you next day. Please leave Lauren some tips down in the comments. Hit us up on Instagram at Just a Thought Podcast. And give us Lauren some tips on what she can expect when she's out of honeymoon phase, when they move in together, any relationship advice for her, really. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.